Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially empowered. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and begin to live life on their terms. In this show, we get real and uncomfortable as we unpack our beliefs, thoughts, and behaviors that aren't serving us anymore. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey. So let's dive in. Hi, you guys. Welcome to another episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm Megan Dwyer. Today, I am sharing my conversation with Dr. Pat Ballone, a renowned consultant and coach specializing in health, wellness, and mindset. Dr. Pat is the CEO and founder of Health Team Network, a pioneering company committed to revolutionizing health, lifestyle, and mindset through science-backed solutions and personalized programs. Dr. Pat makes sense of complex and challenging situations, whether it's mind, body, or soul, by finding a simpler and better way that gets you unstuck, more productive, faster, with measurable results. Talking with Dr. Pat is like talking with your girlfriend about the real stuff, all the important things that actually matter to us beneath the surface. She has some incredible insight and stories and just exhibits so much wisdom and compassion in her work. So I'm excited to share this episode with you guys. But first, here's a little bit more about her. Dr. Patricia Ballone is a certified functional medicine practitioner, a coach, a chiropractor, a speaker, and an author. She has helped thousands over the last 35 plus years stop adapting their lifestyle to pain and chronic problems by focusing on the whole person. The result is that her clients and patients find out the why and the cause of the problem and identify the starting point, what, why, where, and how to begin their health journey to live longer, better, and healthier. Dr. Ballone is the founder and principal of Health Team Network, a company dedicated to skyrocketing your health, lifestyle, and mindset with strategies and programs that make sense and help you age gracefully, think, move, and feel better, and live longer and happier. In our conversation, we talk about the connection between physical health and mental health and the role that mindset plays in this dynamic, why you're sick, fat, and tired, which is also the name of Dr. Pat's book, a breakdown of how the brain works and its connection with mindset and health, the beauty of turning every day into a Friday, and so much more. You guys can find out more from Dr. Pat at her website, healthteamnetwork.com, where you can answer her health questionnaire, which will lead you to more resources. You can also find her book, Why Are You Sick, Fat, and Tired, which is a workbook, a guidebook, and an advocating tool so that you know what your glitch is and exactly where to use your time, energy, and resources to move forward. You can also find her out there on LinkedIn, on Instagram, and on Facebook, both her personal and her Ask Dr. Pat business page. I can't wait to share this episode with you guys. I learned so much from her in the 45 minutes or so that we were chatting, and I'm excited for you guys to learn as well. So without further ado, here is my conversation with the brilliant Dr. Pat Ballone. Enjoy. Hi, Dr. Pat. Welcome to the Money Isn't Scary podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, Megan, it's always great to see you and share time with you. Absolutely. I'm really excited for this conversation. You're just a wealth of knowledge, and um, I can't wait to to dig into this a little bit more. So um, without further ado, can you please tell everyone a little bit about yourself and the work that you do? Well, um, I used to... Um 
be a chiropractor. I still am a chiropractor. I think chiropractic is a way of life. It's not something that you do. And then like at six o'clock, you go home and you turn into somebody else. It's a, it's a lifestyle in and of itself. And so I'm a, a lifestyle strategist and I help people um, achieve their greatest goals in less time, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, socially. In a nutshell, um, I'm your best friend. And I'm, I'm also could be your, your, your nemesis also because I, I really push people to reach their excellence and to reach and and a lot of people they always want to be on that high performance mode you know in order to do it you've got to have the basics there and you have to know where your bottom line is you know and that was one of the reasons why I originally wrote my book why are you sick fat and tired was because a lot of people were sick and they didn't know it and they didn't know where to look to get help they didn't know where to start so it's a guidebook workbook advocating tool um, that type of thing and you can take that with you when you go to ask questions so um and that you ask the right questions so you get the right answers then you can make the right decisions right mm-hmm. absolutely i'm curious your story right starting out you started out as a chiropractor so what made you go into this lifestyle strategist and what was the shift there um in your personal life maybe as well as career that made you want to to be where you are now well, you know, I had some really great mentors when I went to chiropractic school and, you know, and I was originally going to be a medical doctor and I worked in a um, big, uh, big 10 university hospital as a patient relations advocate for an independent study. And I realized then it was not the place to go if you really wanted to maintain your health. It was a great place to go if you had an emergency, but not a great place to go if you wanted to maintain your health. Get in, get out. And so... When um, I had my practice on Cape Cod, um, I was married. We had the practice. We worked it. Um, I was dedicated to excellence. So someone, especially when I first started out, called up and said, I need to get in. I never said no to anybody in pain. That was my rule. And so people always knew that, that they could be seen the same day, that type of thing. And so what happened is after doing that for 10 years, I was married, divorced, and then, um, and then kept the practice. And then one day I was fried. And I go, I can't do this anymore. And so I put my practice up for sale. And I had this idea to go around the world and work in different chiropractic um, facilities. I had an offer in Caracas. I had one in, wow. in Buenos Aires, Argentina, and different places. And I thought that would just be so fabulous and fun. Unfortunately, I was up in New Hampshire skiing and somebody nailed me when they were skiing. You know, and they tore up my knee, my ankle, oh, my neck, gosh. you know, it's just like I came off the mountain in a stretcher, you know, and, um, you know, it's just like I ended up like, you know, being like 15 years where I had really a hard time doing that. And then um, I kept on getting this calling. You got to go back out and help people. And when I was walking around downtown Boston, if anyone knows it, I used to go through Post Office Square all the time. Yes, I know. I don't well. see people. I see people in that square, like with nobody home, lights on, like yes. the deer light, you know, kind of look, you know, and I would walk up to people and ask them, how you doing? You know, and they would go fine. You know, the weird thing is that people always answer me, which, but they never asked me what I did. And, you know, and I just say like, you know, you look upset. What, what's going on? Oh, I can't tell you. I hate my job. Mm-hmm. You know, I hate my husband. I hate my girlfriend. And people would tell me all sorts of stuff without asking anything about me or knowing who I was, you know, and I just thought it was a really great outlet for them. But I saw so many people there that were sick and didn't know it. And 
So I continue that observation. And because of that, and because of a study I read approximately about the same time when, you know, I formulated like, you know, writing this book was that the CDC released a study that, um, and this is when I always say when they were telling the truth, but CDC released a study that said out of 212 or 216 participants, all of them, not some of them, but all of them had high levels of 28 known or dangerous, potential dangerous chemicals in their blood system. Which were, and, what were those? Were the, I mean, I know cortisol. Well, it could be but... cadmium, mercury, lank, and zinc. It could be pesticides, it could be glycophosphates. Okay. It could be insecticides, pesticides. I mean, the list is there, you know, but I just thought it was so interesting. How could this random sample of these people, you know, across the United States, all have the same toxic levels of all these, you know, chemicals. And I went, wow, people are sick and they don't know it. And what happens is it's like you have exposure to something once and you might have a reaction. Next time you have exposure to it, you might not have the same reaction. It's more accepting. So, you know, when people have that, then those things accumulate in your body. 65% of what you put on your body gets absorbed in your body. And it gets stored, especially if it's an estrogen disruptor. Like for instance, when we're drinking plastic, you know, water bottles, you know, especially if they've been sitting in the sun, never buy them in Florida <laughs> if you're down yeah. here. Um, because a lot of places, those those flats sit out in the sun forever, you know, and unless you're buying from the inner circle of that, you know, then you're, the water that you're drinking is loaded with plastics and other, you know, pieces of that bad puzzle. And so, you know, in the, and if you, even if you look at the, the food that you're eating, you know, and the water, you're, well, we just talked about water, water that you're drinking, the air that you're breathing. I mean, it's just like, I just gave a, a, a talk to uh, senior executives um, out of uh, Maryland and right around DC area. And um, when I started talking about that, I said, do you all live here? I mean, do you all live around DC? You know, and they said, yes. I said, do you look at the sky occasionally? You know, and they looked at me yeah. like I was crazy. And I said, you know, those things that you see across when you were a kid that, you know, they were the exhaust from a plane. Those are now called chemtrails and they're loaded with barium and a lot of heavy metals. And heavy metals, once they get in your body, have a very difficult time getting out. So when you're breathing those in, you know, the incidence of, you know, disease and infirmities truly skyrocketed. I mean, about 50 years ago, what's in the grocery store right now is not what we ate for food. There's, it's very, it's just like, and you got to shop just the outside aisles, you yeah. know, if you just right. want to get good, nutritious yeah. food that, you know, that's hopefully alive and then buying organic because it's like dating. I felt a woman this when I was in Kent Narrows about two years ago and I had two things of broccoli in my hand and one was a organic broccoli. The other one was just normal broccoli, traditional broccoli. And she said, you know, um, you look very pensive. And I said, well, I'm considering how broccoli, these two broccolis are like dating, you know? And she said, and tell me. <laughs> and I said, well, the organic broccoli is the guy that wants to make sure that you're covered up. He puts covers on you, make sure your water walked and fed. He provides a safe environment for you to thrive in, you know? And the regular broccoli is the guy that takes you out the two o'clock in the morning you know, and just like you're partying, you get back, he sleeps, you got to get up and go to work because you got to be there at eight o'clock mm -hmm. or nine o'clock. So, you know, and you're being spent, you're, you know, your nutrition is totally wasted. 
what guy do you want to be with? And she said, which one was the organic one? And I had it in my left hand and she reached across and grabbed it. And she said, great. She said, go get your own. <laughs> and, yeah. and she wasn't doing that traditional one. But it was just one of those like funny coincidences that, you know, that was totally off the cuff of my thought process at the time. Because I thought how people are so confused by what they see and what they hear. And they're so compliant with what they're told that a lot of people don't have the like the CSI type of mind anymore where they're going, is that true? You know, and, you know, and you can't accept the uh, fact checkers because they're checking what I'm talking about now as being like, oh, water sitting in the sun is perfectly fine, you know, but it's not, it doesn't make sense, you know, so that ability to make sense out of convoluted and challenging situations doesn't matter if it's in the health field or not, you know, it's just like, it's a special gift that I give people because I make it simpler for them. I make it so that it's quicker and you have, you know, safer solutions. And who doesn't want that when they're looking at their life and how to do it better? Well, it's, because when you have that, then yeah. you can think better and then you don't get in that rut of falling into that practice of having or thinking you have mental wellness issues. Because if you keep on telling yourself that you do, you will. Yeah. And it's interesting what you just said, because there are so many decisions to make on a daily basis. And I talked about the concept of decision fatigue, and especially as parents, when we have, you know, we can't even make the choices for everybody else around us. And then when it comes to us, I feel like we oftentimes put ourselves last, right? Like we make these, you know, nice dinners for everybody else. And then we're eating, you know, leftovers or like, you know, scraps, crackers, or whatever it is that we can find. And that's not helpful for us. I mean, sometimes we may not, I think a lot of my moms, a lot of my listeners are moms and um, they can relate to, you know, maybe we don't, we go a whole day without eating a vegetable because it's just, we don't have time. Or It's not, con it's not convenient. It's not convenient. A girlfriend of mine used to live on almonds, you know, yes. and she had those the packets from Trader Joe's, you know, that had like, yep. you know, 10 almonds in it or something like that. And I said, they're, you're eating fat. You know, you're not balancing it out with a carbohydrate yes. or a protein. And only three three almonds are considered a one unit of fat. So I go, how many are in there? And she's like, you would pick the bag up. How many have you eaten so far? I said, so you would have to go out, and eat, you know, like one time she had like something like 21 of them. I said, so you have to go out and have seven ounces of like protein of some sort, something you know, or, you know, like, like 10 ounces if it's fish you know, to balance that out. But what a weird thing to really put together to have as you're, you're like, and then you got to cook the fish. So you probably got to like up that even more. So and looking at like, you know, what that balance looks and it's hard to make food like with you got kids and you're on the fly, you know, and you're like, and, you know, getting their stuff. A girlfriend of mine who was the senior uh, vice president of an insurance company, when I was doing market research, I asked her, so tell me, you know, and I said, you have a hard time transitioning from being on as that executive um, to being a mom. She was a single mom and she was, this is on Cape Cod. And so she said, uh, and she said, I will tell you, she said, like clockwork at 2.45 in the afternoon, I didn't have to have a watch. I didn't have to have a timer at 2.45 in the afternoon. I would look up at the clock and think, oh my God, it's 2.45. The kids are getting out of school like in a half hour or something like that. And I got to make sure that they get home okay and they're safe. And then I have to, um, you know, like figure out what I'm going to have that's going to be a nutritious meal for them. She didn't say herself, for them. Um, and she goes, I got to figure out how to get from executive to mom. 
you know, because sometimes she goes, when I've had a really happy day, that's great. When I had a very crappy day, she goes, I had to go to Craigville Beach, you know, and go hug ocean molecules for a good 20 minutes or so. So I could leave the stress of my business behind me. So my kids got the best part of me all the time because that's what they deserve. You know, like, hey, how are you doing? How, what happened in school today? You know, and what happened? Like, what? oh, my God, you got an A on this. How great is that? Or like, what's going on? How come you're not getting along with so-and-so? And, 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 and play the mom part, you know, and the, the buffer. And she said that was the hardest part. Now, I asked men the same question. They never thought about 2.45 or 3 o'clock or even 5 o'clock, what they're going to make for dinner for their kids if they're no. a single parent. No. Um, and what they did is they just, you know, like, I'll, I'll just figure it out on the way home, you know. And But women plan, you know, and we're nurturers by heart, you know, it's in our DNA to be nurturers. And, you know, and, and that that shift has got to be, you know, it's just like you got to figure out how to make that shift. So that, you know, that it's not harming you and you're still getting the, what you need. And every once in a while, her boss would throw a monkey wrist going, hey, I need you to go down to, you know, down to like Orleans and have a meeting with so-and-so. And that would be like at like 249, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. so she would have to figure out how to get her kids home, go to be at this meeting so that she could leave at this meeting, then come back, you know, and, um, and organize that. A lot of times her kids sat in my office. <laughs> When yeah. my office was on the Cape at that time. And um, so they would wait, they would hang out there and wait. They'd go in my office and do whatever they needed to do, hang out, go to sleep, take a nap, um, you know. And then, you know, it, it, but it was so, it's just so amazing because women, you know, were not only, women used to stay at home and that was their job, you know, making sure that their kids were healthy and do, being a good homemaker. Well, homemaker is only one of the things that describes us. You know, and maybe not even that you have like, you know, you can hire that out <laughs> anymore these days. Right. Um, yeah. You know, so that, you know, which plays on, you know, also in being social. I mean, I spend a lot of time on a computer and every once in a while I think like, I need to go out and look at people. I need to have. Oh, we, don't, we all do. <laughs> you know, and it's just like in my I have a girlfriend who lives here and her, and um, we and she just said she apologized up and down last week. She goes, my daughter's getting married Friday. I'm getting my nails done. And the woman who does my nails rules over any of my friendships because she had to change the Tuesday appointment to Wednesday, which means we're not going out. <laughs> and, I just, and I, and I totally got it, you know, but I, I said there are, you know, and I said, we, I said, that's what keeps us sane, you know, and keeps us sane and keeps us, you know, going. Cause a lot of times we need, we need that extra support. Yeah. And it's not sometimes we need a lot, you no, know, and, Right. And you can't you can't do this alone. I mean, this is where right. the village that used to exist comes in, but it doesn't exist anymore, right? So we have to create it ourselves, and it's just like it feels so isolating, and it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard to create that village when we're all so busy, and everybody's everybody's going through. I think I always say, you know, it's it's a similar storm, but we're in you know different boats. So it's um mm -hmm. it's not it's not easy, which I think is, you know, a good sort of parallel to what I want to shift and talk about next, which is really the correlation sort of between like the mindset and the mental health piece. You had mentioned before walking in post office square and seeing all these like miserable people. Right. And, and that hit home for me because 
I know exactly what you're talking about. I used to walk by there on my lunch breaks too, when I was working in, in right in that area. Um, I'd even drive by in my car and I'd see all these swarms of people coming from the train station to go to their jobs. And I'm like, just doesn't look like these people are happy. And not that I was, and I think I was questioning it because I was struggling with being happy in my job at the time too. And mental health just, I know has such an impact on our physical health. So all of these things are related. So could you talk a little bit more about maybe um, the work that you do with your clients when it comes to mindset and, and how that impacts mental health? Well, you know, if there's three reasons why people get sick, one's trauma, the second part is toxins, which we talked about. And the third one is thoughts and thoughts can undo anything that you've done to correct the trauma, which is inflammation um, in the toxins by up to seven times. So if you don't, you, it's crucial to have command of your thoughts and be able to master them. So in the three brains, you have a primitive brain, the mammalian brain and conscious brain for simplicity purposes. The primitive brain is all about saving you, you know, and, and like jumping in front, like you're making sure the saber tooth tiger doesn't get you or the guy who pulls out in front of you and like, you you miss him by inches, Yeah, you know, that's the primitive brain going, stop, you know, and you know, and then you have the mammalian brain that's all of your emotions and everything that's ever happened to you is dumped into that brain. And the talk of the uh, primitive brain, the idea is to control the conversation the primitive brain is having. Because if you do that, then you can control the outcomes eventually. But it keeps on going into the mammalian brain and going like, oh yeah, you know, when, you know, when I walk through post office square for that, I get that energy of that place and I feel sick, you know, or you see, it's just like, and that keeps on having that emotional experience. So you relate to post office square as being emotional burden. And then you also have those same things that when you have really positive experiences, those go to the mammalian brain. Also, the idea is how to tap in and take it from the pain point to the, to the pleasure point. And that's the holy grail of marketing, you know, by the way. But in the conscious brain is where you have more command and control over. That's when you're in beta. And when you're in beta, you're commanding, you're in command of your thoughts. You should be in command of your thoughts. And that's why you can influence what the mammalian brain is talking to when it talks to either brain and especially the conscious brain, because you can start saying things like, I am healthy, I am active, I am successful. You know, I believe I am awesome. I am dynamite. I'm the best chiropractor, the best, you know, mindset strategist, you know, whatever it is that you need to say out there. Because when you hear yourself talk, what the mammalian brain goes, oh my God, I want to give it to her. You know, and if you say it loud and clear and very concise, they always say, be careful of what you wish for. Yeah. And what you wish for, you should say it very pristinely clear because what you wish for and you say you will get because that's like that belief you know that is the expectation you know that's coming into play about how our brains work as humans because when you have that expectation and you have that belief and you have that desire you are driven to go in a certain path so when you start having that other voice going back here going you're not good enough or uh it's just like when you're talking about like i you know I despise going into um, a Wegmans. I feel like I'm going to a football game without the equipment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's just like, I get it. It's just like, so my associate, 
my association with Wegmans is like, I just, it's like too big. You know, I want to get in and I want to get out. I'm a very A-type personality. I love living in Boston. It fit my personality perfect, you know, for that, you know, going to Whole Foods Market, going and get what I want and get out of there. You know, I'm not a leisure shopper, even for clothes. I either like it or I don't like it. If I like it, I buy it. And if I, you know, and I usually don't even try it on, I'll bring it back. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, you know, but it's just like, well, I look at like, what is it that gives me peace of mind? You know, and one of the things that gives me peace of mind, you know, and that um, I can offer is I help other people get that peace of mind consistently. So that they're, you know, that you feel welcome, you feel loved and you feel motivated. So but when people don't feel like that, they feel very unappreciated. And then they start acting out behavior that comes from some other place in time. Sometimes their childhood traumas that are getting, you know, like they're getting like cinched off, you know, it's just like, well, what is that? It's just like, where's that, where's that really coming from anyway? Because it isn't like, I don't like something. What I don't like about something is that, you know, it reminded me of a similar situation yeah, or emotion. There's, there's triggers, you know, and then it triggers you. And then you're thinking, you're going, oh my God, this is, here we go again. You know, or like, you know, if someone's dating and they're in a relationship or why do I keep on getting in the same career again and again? And I expect a different outcome that I'm supposed to be really happy. You know, and I've had people I know an attorney in, in uh, London who left, you know, who quit his job and went and lived on a beach for one year. He went to go there for one week and he ended up staying there for a, a year in a hammock, you know, and just you learned, really needed it, you know, <laughs> you know it's just like, you know, it's, I think that we get so overstimulated. We do. That, you know, we don't have, we don't have good outlets to be able to express that. And we don't want to say something to somebody. You know, I, I told a girlfriend of mine about a year ago, and she's incredibly successful executive. We're walking along Pit Narrows, and, um, and she's into a lot of spiritual stuff. And so I just said to her, do you ever feel like you like can see yourself walking on another road? And you're on this road over here, but you can see yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a parallel universe, you know. And I said at that time, I said I felt like I was in a parallel universe, you know. And I said, no matter, it's just like I would take eight steps forward and twenty steps back, you know. And I thought, like, why is my treadmill only running at one, and everyone else's is running at ten, you know? And they're doing well at it. And it's just like, you know, I, I'm a was a really great logistics person, and someone told me that. Um, they go, you, they said for you to get back into being a grace magnet and helping people get an optimal alignment, you must become that grace magnet again, and you must get an optimal alignment, you know? And when they said that I visualized that road and then all of a sudden in my head, those roads, they intertwined and they took off in a different direction. Yeah. I, I think too, that when you can sort of allow yourself to see possibilities beyond what maybe you've shut yourself off from before that's when things start more comes out right like you allow yourself Mm -hmm. to say instead of saying oh that doesn't exist or i can't do that because right all these things name your different excuses and you start to say well hey maybe that is out there maybe i can do what i you know am maybe whatever this path is i can go down that path or whatever it is that like is kind of your your goal or your dream or whatever it is you can or your intention i guess is another word that i use for that um it is there you just have to give yourself permission to see that it's there otherwise you're shutting yourself off 
Well, a lot of times people keep on like having, when they're having the same outcomes, you know, um, in the book of the big leap. And I do not remember the author's name. I think Gail something. Um, Gay Hendricks. He talks about being, yes. And, or Gail, close. Yeah. <laughs> had, the, had the GA right. Um, but what I liked about his book is that a lot of people hit the ceiling and they keep on hitting. They'll go, they'll be running, you know, doing really well, buzzing along, you know, and, you know, right along with that tune, you know, and all of a sudden they hit a wall and they go like, why am I hitting the wall? You know, but they don't ever take time to analyze like, well, where does this come from? Is it me? You know, or is it, you know, what am like, how am I contributing to the circumstance it happening again? So when something happens over and over and over again, and you're not getting where you want to be, it's time for us to talk. Um, and because that, that piece, one piece of the puzzle is knowing where you're starting from and what you've got going for you. And when that piece is together, you know, then your gloves fit you, you know, you're not wearing a size that's too small or too big, you know, and they fit you and you can make better decisions because you're having the right information that's coming at you so that you can, and you're doing other things along that well plan too. It's like eating, right. You know, moving. You know, you have to eat, you have to move, and you have to think well. And you can't think well if you're not fueling the thinking part. And that thinking part comes from the food that you eat and also some of what you do for exercise. You know, and then and what you tell yourself. You know, if you wake up telling yourself, like, oh, God, it's Monday. We all know what Mondays are like. You know, Monday will become your nemesis. I used to say when I had my practice, um, it's the, on the Cape, I used to say, people say, hey, Dr. Pat, how are you doing today? And, and they're going, I go, I'm doing great. And they were like, I go, how are you doing? Well, you know, it's a Monday. And I said, I don't know. For me, every day is a Friday. <laughs> and um, and they were like, well, I never thought about it like that way. Pretty soon my patients would be coming and saying, every day is a Friday. You know, every day is a Friday at Dr. Pat's office. <laughs> I was just, I just laugh because I just think if you, you've got to like change, you have to have command of your thoughts. Yeah. And it's, and I want to get into how you coach people to make those changes in just a second. But before I get there, I mean, I want to think about that concept of every day is a Friday, right? And how people think about Mondays. My even, you know, seven-year-old just recently heard the phrase Sunday scaries. And I don't think even quite knows what it is, but he heard of it. And so he's like, I don't, I have the Sunday scaries, mom. I don't want to go to school tomorrow. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, but I think it's, he just absorbs it right from our culture, but that's because it's so prevalent in our culture. And I do it too. I mean, we put all of our life in the weekends because mm -hmm. most people spend their majority of their days, the majority of their weeks, Monday through Friday, doing something that doesn't light them up. Right. And so mm -hmm. it's all about perception. It's all about what we think like, oh, I'm this victim. I have to stay in this role that doesn't, that doesn't light me up. That doesn't fulfill me. It doesn't make me happy. And I'm doing this because, uh, well, I got to pay the bills. And so that's kind of that, again, going back to those people in post office square. I mean, that was just, that was such an image that was so, so real in my brain because I've seen it and I've see I see those people and there's, mm -hmm. They're, they're still there and there's still people that are just now doing they're these still walking around like that. they are and if they're not there they're doing the same thing at home right because they're living mm -hmm. for the weekends I, I want to talk a little bit more about that 
and the mindset piece that needs to shift so that like, well, how do we actually do that so that we can wake up on a Monday and say, hey, today feels like a Friday. Mm-hmm. No, it's just say every day is a Friday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, you know, because it's just like, it does, you don't want to, it's just like, if it is a Friday, then you don't have to think about how it feels. And because it's all up here. Yeah. So when somebody is having that, that pace and they're struggling. A lot of times I look back, it's like, you know, like what I look back at childhood trauma or it's called childhood trauma very loosely. I mean, anything that happened to you that you're not being successful at now has got to be related to something that happened to you in your past. I mean, a lot of people are overusing, utilizing the verbiage, you know, childhood trauma, but I just call it trauma. I mean, there's some things that have, you know, that could have happened, you know, in your twenties, you know, but it could have been triggered by something that happened earlier, but it might not have, you know, and it depends upon like how you like, you know, how you develop that skill and like, and for your own self-worth, because if you don't have self-worth, you're going to lack confidence, you know? And if you're, it's just like, if somebody says something to you, I was at the, I live next to a Marina and there's this beautiful woman that, um, what she does, because she like was decompressing from being in corporate, she puts gas in, in people's boats. Um, mm-hmm. and she is so funny. I mean, she is super funny. <clears throat> and somebody said to her the other day, some woman on a boat, just her husband or boyfriend or whatever was flirting with her, you know, or, you know, just chatting, chatting her up. Right. And this woman goes, she's not even pretty, you know, I'm going, and I, when she told me the story, I said, God, I wish I would have been standing there. Um, and, um, uh, I said, first off, I said, clearly she didn't have her glasses on and she needs them. I said, but second, but secondly, what a thing to say to somebody, but it tells you more about her yeah. and her perceived relationship with the rest of the world. Of course. So right. we've got, we've got to be careful what our self-talk is, even if we're telling somebody else what our self-talk is, you know, and it says involving and in being involved in a conversation, you know, in that conversation itself, she chose to sit out because she had no self-esteem, Yeah. you know, and. Um, I don't even know what the woman, you know, looked like, you know, but I just thought it was an interesting interaction because a lot of us, I think we should all be supporting each other. You know, so when someone calls you up, you know, in your middle of something busy, instead of saying, you know, just like, oh, that doesn't interest me, you know, in that tone, just say, I can't talk right now. I'm in the middle of something. Can we schedule this next week? Because I have been on so many people's podcasts, especially during the pandemic when people were starting them out young girls that never had any opportunity to do it before. And I was their first guest. So I wanted to make their first experience even better because I want to see people do good, have fun. And I want to see them thrive. And that might take me 30 minutes of my time in order to see that thrive part. But I will tell you that one person who I let have that break, you know, it's just like, she asked me better questions than a lot of people have ever asked me on podcasts. Um, and, and, and she had like really sincere interaction. And that, and she still has her podcast going. I still get notifications uh, for them. And a little note going, you know, thank you, Dr. Fat, Pat, for giving my, giving me that break. But I think that we have to start believing not only in ourselves, we have to believe in other people, you know, and that peace of mind is so priceless. If you've got toxic people around you, get rid of them. You know, I know a lot of those people, sometimes are family, you just have to keep them, you know, at arm's distance, you know, so that you know, and push their energy back at them. So when they say something stupid, like that girl said, you know, it's just like, it's like, you don't take it personally. You just think like, 
oh, I feel, you know, it's just like, and just send her good energy. It's just so, it's so sorry you feel so bad about yourself. You know, if you yeah. want to improve that, here's my card, call me. It'll only cost you a million bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, joking. Um, just, but the, but I, I think that, you know, the, the, the piece of the mind part of that, um, like the P-E-A-C-E and also the P-I-E-C-E, you know, they, they um, sync together and they, and they go together like, you know, birds of a feather, they flock together. So you have to have the, everything in motion, you know, and also be willing to take a look at like, well, where, where did I get that faulty idea anyway? Right. We talk about that. We talked about that before we people living in their nine dots in their box. And if you give them an opportunity to have an exposure to something else, you're a conspiracy theorist, you know, or, you know, or you're, you know, you're crazy. You know, it's just like you can't take that energy on because if you do, it will ruin your life. Now, forget about the day. It will ultimately ruin your life because when you start saying something to yourself over and over again that I am not blah, 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 you know, eventually your body is going to respond to it, you know, and do that. I was talking to this guy who's an expert in this field for like mind body stuff in California the other day. And you know, um, he was saying that, you know, you know, when people don't want to be here anymore, they can actually take a process where they shut down their body. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happens to some people when they get so depressed that they get, you know, they get really lost, you know, and they don't have someone going like, yo, Megan, come on over here. You know, I've got my eye on you, Yeah, you know, and, and so and, and that piece, so like, you know, because we talked a little bit about community. Community is so important to be of like-minded people, you know, who like have got your back. You're almost, sometimes in those communities, you almost have that sixth sense, right? Like like someone's okay. talking about something and you kind of like, you zone right in on it. People who are your friends, when you call them, all of a sudden they're going, oh, I was just picking the phone up to call you, you know? And, you know, and there's, because there's significance in those, you know, those chance coincidences. Don't you think? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's so many things, so many little gems that you just talked about too. I think that the mindset piece, you said earlier that, you know, in order to have kind of this like healthy lifestyle, right? We have to think right because then when we think right, then we'll eat right, then we'll move right, then we'll make the right decisions for us. So we'll have kind of this like balance. So the mindset piece mm-hmm. is is so important. And I do agree with you. I think so many people can fall into this victim place. And I think, yeah, I mean, we, it's so easy to just kind of give up, you know, and, and I think ultimately we're all looking for connection. We're all looking to feel seen. We're all looking to feel like we make a difference in somebody else's life. Like we matter And I think if we can incorporate more of that into our day-to-day lives, then we'll start to kind of pull ourselves out of the, maybe the the anxiety and the fear and the woe is me, because we recognize that it's not about us. It's not about me. It's about the impact that I can have and the fact that I matter in this world. Do you agree with that? Oh, for sure. And, you know, and, um, you know, when you you asked me, you're going to, you know, get into like, you know, how I do that with people. So there's a, technique that I learned ages ago and I never thought I could do it online It never urged me to do it online because I always thought you had to be in person and so you know I call it the technique NHT like a net um, and I call you know I like the name of that because you know I've got the net to catch you 
you know, so you don't slip through my fingers and you don't have, it's like, you know, so what's the thought process? Where did you get it from? You know, and, and working with a woman out in California um, for a while, she, you know, had this thing about, um, she lived there, her husband lived in, uh, on the East coast. And so, um, she wanted him to come out there and move, but he does, he was venomous. He does not like California. I'm not going out there. And so they decided to do a long distance relationship because she wanted to be in a relationship and she wanted to be married. And so when I was talking to her, she decided to write her, this guy, her husband, her husband, um, about a five page letter. And so she asked me if I would read it just to give her, you know, um, third party, you know, experience with it, you know, and I just said before I even, even read any of it, you know, um, and I didn't read it, the whole thing at all. Um, I said, it's five pages. And he's never going to read it. And she goes, how do you know that? Because you wouldn't read five pages unless it was kind of, you know, unless it was something related to work. And, and I said, so, and if the first sentence isn't like, you know, I'm, you know, you're not like saying, I want to talk to you. I need you to come out here. And so saying that I go on, say something nice to him. You know, I go read me the first three sentences again, you know, and I said, say something nice to him, say something nice to him, you know, and then say, you know, it's just like, I'm thinking, you know, I'd like to take a trip because you got to create scenarios for him that appeal to him for things that he likes to do that he can do in California, right. you know? And I said, that's what you got to invite him to, you know, and then, you know, and then when he gets out there, then talk to him, <laughs> you know, yeah. do not talk, you know, do not do that before, you know, and I said, and then blow a couple things up a skirt, you know, and just say, you know, it's just like, you know, when do you, he goes like, you know, let's get tickets sorted out, you know, I'm really excited, you know, and leave it on such a high note that he would be, a, a, you know, it'd be a total, like, and you'll tell, know about him in two seconds, because if he tries to stack it down on you, you know, then it's just like, you're working against your odds here, you know, right. and it's costing you more as a person and a human being that it's worth for you, perhaps moving forward, unless you get some counseling and yeah. some help with that. So she ended up rewriting it and she got it down to a half a page, five pages into a half a page. I was so psyched for her. And it changed her whole opinion about herself. And she called up, she's, after she did it, she said, I haven't felt like myself like this in 17 years. Mm. You know, wow. I haven't felt this good in 17 years. So I said to her, I said, How, what happened 17 years ago? She goes, I got married. Oh. <laughs> you yeah. know, and I, I just, I just thought, I said, they never had kids, you know, but the thing is, is this, I go, I go, you got to go back to what you, you were doing when you were in your first relationship when you got married. And I said, and also when you write to him, I, I was my last bit of advice to her. I said, you need to write to him. How does he? when he gets upset, how old does he act? And she said, 10. I was like in the New York nanosecond. And um, I said, you need to write to him as if he's 10 years old. Cause that's where, that's how he listens to things. Yeah. You know? And I said, because, you know, it, I said, so just think about that when you're posturing and it came out being a, a page and a half and he was out there in a week. And, but I was just like, it was so great to see her go like, get because she was perplexed when women get perplexed we get stuck right you know right. when we can't figure out like how to do something you know because you know it's just like i can't get my handle i can't put my finger on the pulse i can't you know it's just like the impact that i used to make i'm not making anymore 
you know, and it's going like, so you have to go, what's going on? And where's that coming from? And how is that making you feel? Because if you know how it makes you feel, I can travel back with you in time so that you can make it so that it's not aggravating anything of your vital organs that are going on now, because people store emotions in their body. They sure do. You know, it's just like my OBGYN in Boston. I loved her. She was, oh, when she retired, she had like 4,000 people who came to see her at Brigham and Women's Hospital to say goodbye to her. They had a reception for her. It was packed. And, you know, people were going through a receiving line. She was absolutely one of the nicest people. But a friend of mine who told me to go see her as a doctor, you know, introduced me as a doctor to her, you know, told her one time and she said, she kept on having, you know, vaginal infections. And she said to her, she goes, who are you angry at? Wow. She was really tied into how emotion, you know, related to your body. That's, Very much piece of piece of my doctor. That's fascinating. That's like Louise Hay, right? Do you know her? She does, she wrote the book mm-hmm. um, "You Can Heal yep. Your Life," and it's all right. about how all all of the um, the physical is related to certain to certain different emotional pieces and different aspects mm-hmm. of things that are going on. I I find that so fascinating. I have her book, and I I, I can't. I don't. I haven't seen it in a while, so I'm almost going to go. You're going to go up here and grab it again. I know. And, and look up things, you know, it's because it's just, you know, the, it's, you know, and, and also, you know, we, we talked about eyes today, right? You know, so I always think the eye problems yeah. is like, you know, well, what is it that you're not wanting to see? Or what is it like so there that it's like, it's like punched you in the eye mm. <laughs> kind of thing, right? And, you know, and it's just like, it's the, it's the same thing. It's just like when you have, you know, there's an, you know, there's an imbalance but you don't know how to break through that. And when you're in those positions, you need help. You need to have somebody who you can go that doesn't, you know, that wants you to have the best outcome possible, you know, and doesn't have an agenda, you know, when they're having a conversation with you. Yeah, right, right. You know, because because that's when you make the fastest progress in the least amount of time. Yeah. You know, and if you're open to like, you know, it's like, hey, do you like want to hear the good stuff? Because when people always, you know, when I'm with a coach and I'm working with a coach myself, they this like, is this a good time? I used to, I always say that I learned to say that to my husband before I got divorced, you know, is this a good time to talk about X, Y, and Z, you know? And if he said, no, I dropped it. Yeah. You know, it, my next question was when can, when can we, Yeah. you know? And I said, give me a time that works for you. And, um, you know, because a lot of times people are preoccupied, you're uh, you got your, your family going on, you've got your business going on and you have a lot of preoccupation and you have a lot of static, what I call static electricity or, you know, things that like, like those dangling objects that distract you, a lot of distractions around you. Yeah. You know, story of my life. To, like, <laughs> so, you know, like, like, how do I stay focused, you know, so that when that dangling object out there or the static happens, I can keep on track without like deep, like with, you know, like I can stop what I'm doing. Is this a good time for me to pause? Yes or no. If not, then give me 15 more minutes in order to make it to where I got to go. Yeah. You know, cause then you have 150% of my attention. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that, you know, and, and I love, you know, there's always that really precious moment when um, I'm working with somebody that the light goes on and they always, all of a sudden they'll go like, Oh, you know, it's just like, it's like they took, they walked through the veil of their box into possibility. 
Mm-hmm. And when they do that, it's so exciting to see, you know, from my standpoint, I'm, I'm more excited than they are. Right. I'm going like, oh my God, they get it. I mean, it's just like, they get it, <laughs> you know? And when you get it, you can share that energy with everybody. Everybody wins when you get it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oh and God. that's great. Absolutely. That's great. Your relationships improve, your career improves, you know, and it's just like your attitude improves. And You're healthier. You have- you're physically, you just, you know, mentally, emotionally, spiritually healthier. So when the bumps come, they don't seem like big bumps anymore. Yeah. yeah. You know, and the ones that are big bumps, then you have like, hey, I know somebody I can talk to, you know, because I want to, I'm not interested in waiting two years to bust through this. Like, let me do this DIY thing, you know, and see if I can pick, figure it out myself. It's just like, if you've got a life, and you're going somewhere and you know what your dream day looks like, you don't have time to wait two years to see if it's going to work out on a DIY thing. Right. 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 Absolutely. No, you just, you got to head down and focus towards, towards the the end goal there. Right. Well, Mm -hmm. this has been such a great conversation. Thank you so much. I've learned a lot from you um, in the last 40 minutes or so. Before we wrap up, I'd love to have you tell everybody how they can find you and follow your work and get your book and you know maybe give us a little a little preview of the book as well. That'd be really interesting to hear. Well, I'll start with the book. Yeah. And the book is called um I have four books in published right now. So the first book was a collaboration. It's called Business Mavericks. Um and that's on Amazon's 99 cents. It was one of those books that you did um, I did, I did the interview for it. And then I got a plaque from Amazon being a bestseller. Where's this from? <laughs> you know, it's like, as the, uh, that kind of thing. And then the second book and third book are the two editions, first, and second edition of why are you sick, fat and tired? And why you're sick, fat and tired is a workbook, a guidebook and an advocating tool so that you know exactly where to start your health. You know, exactly where your glitch is and you know yeah. where to pay attention. So, you know, where to use your time, your energy and your resources yeah. in order to move forward. And the latest edition is in red letters. The majority of the letters are all in red. Um, and that will give you, there's also, I talk about Boston on that uh, book also, by the way. I was walking in Boston, like minding my own business. And so and those are available on Amazon. They're uh, uh, available. I would tell you to not get the digital version. Um, I would tell you to get the in-your-hand version because if you're anything like me, Every digital book on here, I've got a lot of digital books on my telephone. Yeah. But me going back to them, I've got to set up my space and my time, earphones on, and be able to you know listen. Yeah, to at the same of course. Time. I so like the, physical the, books more than I like yeah. the, the virtual yeah. stuff too. It's I like to have something I can look at and turn the pages and underline mm-hmm. if I want to. Oh, for sure. You know, and the, and the other cool thing about that book is that it's a great book for New Year's. Because we all sit down on New Year's Day going, oh, I'm going to take two hours and think about what I want to do for next yes. year, blah, blah, blah. Well, health and your mindset go hand in hand. It is the yes. first step to the road to success. And you have to have both of them. They're pri- they need to be high priorities. And a lot of people just don't know when they're sick. So it's like right. paying attention to those signs and symptoms that you need to pay attention to, but you're kind of going, I just hope it goes away. You know, so this book will help you identify like what that glitch is, and then it will lead you in a direction so that you can find the appropriate person, whether it's me or somebody else, or you'd have to ask me to like, how do I find somebody in my area? I'm open to that. It's not a problem. And it's all complimentary, that conversation. Um, I love so it. how to find me is 
on healthteamnetwork.com. I have a brand new website this year and it's being SEO'd right now because whoever did it totally destroyed my SEO. So I am going back to doing that. There's a lot of interaction on it. Um, there's a health questionnaire on the homepage, uh, why you're sick, fat, and tired. Um, it will lead you in a path of positive attitude and positive mental attitude plus those superior wellness initiatives will lead you to that mindset shift that you have to have in order to have that success. Very cool. Amazing. Um, other places you can find me are LinkedIn, you know, um, just by how my name is on here today, Dr. Papalone. Um, as the identifier, same thing with um, like uh, Instagram. Uh, and on Facebook, uh, my personal page, I love seeing people from there too, because I have a bunch of people from Boston that are on there and that, you know, I spent 10 years plus in Boston, 20 years in Massachusetts. And so Dr. Pat is all one word. <laughs> and if you know that and know my last name, you'll be able to find it easy. And it's Ask Dr. Pat for the business page um, that's on here. But I love my, uh, my personal page and I use it a lot more than the business page, unless I'm advertising for the piece of the puzzle. And I have something coming up that might interest all you lovely ladies. Yes. And so if, if, so here I have, I taught a pilot for facial exercises this last year. Now I did four months of doing yoga and my pre and post pictures didn't look any, they none of them were better. But when I did the exercises and I did these when I was in my forties and I modeled in Boston, you know, it's just like, I started seeing different pieces of my face, you know, come back together. I'm going into my 70th cycle right now. One of my pilot people that had the best outcome was an 81 year old woman who, when you look at her pictures, um, one side's flat and one side has more uh, texture to it. It has more tone. And then on the side, her jawline was really puffy, you know, down here. Nine weeks later, she had a jawline. Amazing. And her face no longer was fat on, like, was very flat on one side. And she was, she is absolutely a del absolute delight. I'm going to be offering that. I have a webinar coming up. And I also have a, um, you know, I'm going to be teaching that course. And we're putting that, the, like, pieces of the puzzle, how to do that the best way. And it's very reasonably priced um, for that. But um, if you want to put my email address down, they ask Dr. Pat, health team network subject matter, and just we'll use the word facial. I will put you on the list so that you can find out when that webinar is going to happen because you're going to want to do these exercises. Amazing. I know. And that, it's just like, I, I would love, I would love to see you all there. I mean, it's just like, and that's going to be happening probably in January. We're going to launch the actual course. I had so much fun doing this, the pilots with people. They're going like, do, and it was interesting to learn how to do that, teach the exercise over Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, but at any rate, um, you know, the, but we're, I'm going to have a bunch of bonuses and, and things so, so that you, because when you look good and you feel good, you have that confidence so that you're camera ready. You have a, a family yeah. wedding. You'll always be like on top of your game. And it only takes you 15 minutes after you learn all of them. I love that. I'm so you excited know, to always, hear this. <laughs> oh my God. It's, it'll, it'll be, it will be so, it'll be so much fun. It's just like, I walked around a room. I just taught actresses and models this last in August down in Miami, some of these exercises. And, you know, when I went to go leave, they're going, what am I doing? Where do you put your hands for that one? You know, mm -hmm. and, and yeah. it's just like, it's so great to see people 
Like, you know, it's just like, and one exercise can change your whole life. You know, when you get in front of a camera, I use it all the time. Oh, cool. Well, I can't wait to check this out. This sounds amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. This has been such a pleasure having you here and we will absolutely put all the links and information into the show notes and um, yeah, looking forward to checking out those facial exercises. So until then, you're going to love, you're going to love it. Yeah. Until then, thank you so much for your time. And this has been a pleasure. It's been my pleasure. And that I love my Boston connections. (laughs) Always.